Excuse me, everybody. I'm Champion Magazine Editor-in-Chief Mike Cotton, and the world's going crazy over Walking Dead hitting 100 next month. Nix, are you prepared for the kind of zombie apocalypse Robert Kirkman writes about every month? I'm comic book news editor Michael Nixon, and I think the real trick to surviving a Kirkman-written zombie apocalypse is just to be smarter than all the characters in The Walking Dead. Unfortunately, uh, executive master of senior disaster Griffin Newman is out this week, but Rachel, how would you survive? Um, I would survive by putting a smile on everyone's face. Even the zombies? Even the zombies. Especially the zombies. Yes. Um, and by hiding really, really well. I'm better at that than I look like I would be. I'm producer and uh, female human Rachel Lang, and this Excellent. is the... Nerdy 30. Champion! Welcome back, everybody. The Walking Dead around Kirkman continues with the top stories of the week. Rachel, give us 90 seconds on the clock. They are on it. Next, Walking Dead's hitting 100, like we talked about before. It's going to be the number one ordered comic of the month. It's going to be the number one ordered comic of the year, apparently. Um, it, it's blowing up everywhere. Uh, Ed Brubaker's now saying that he's kind of leaving Captain yep. America and his, his standard Marvel work to do more creator-own stuff. Are we seeing the beginning of another creator-owned kind of exodus? I don't think we're seeing the beginning. I think we're deep in the middle of it. Uh, you've got Brubaker going. You've got Hickman, who just is he's closing up his Fantastic Four run to presumably go off and do, you know, Secret and uh, what's the other one he's doing? Manhattan Project. Manhattan Project. And probably five other comics with really great graphic design. Um, Brian K. Vaughn is back doing indie comics. Um, even Bendis is doing a creator-owned title or two over at Icon. So we're in the middle of, you know, creator-owned... I think we're in the middle of, like, a changeover of, of talent. I, I think you're right, and I think we're also seeing kind of the, the best of both worlds. We're seeing guys get, do creator-owned stuff, transition maybe out of doing the corporate stuff they've done for a while, while at the same time you're able to see Nick Spencer step up, or Chris Humphreys, yeah. or Cullen Bunn, or any of these new guys kind of Jeff take Lemire, over. Huge. Jeff Lemire. Jeff Lemire is a perfect example. Scott Snyder. Scott Snyder is, um, yeah, fantastic. Our guys are all kind of, like, bringing a new voice to it while at the same time they're also doing a lot of creator-owned stuff. Yeah, like you said, I mean, Lemire is already there. He's he's doing the best comic at DC right now. Uh, Nick Spencer is just taking over the ultimates of all things. Um, I mean, again, we're in the middle of that changeover. It's going to be interesting to see where the bigger creators go from here. Mark Miller, who used to be you know the Marvel guy, now almost yeah. all or all is his stuff is Miller World and creator own. So number two story, Nick's comic book based movies are red hot, but there's been a big there's been a big comic book television show since Smallville left the air. Um, what do you want to see on TV from, from a comic book company? Well, we've already got uh, Arrow, which is the Green Arrow show that has nothing to do with Smallville, which made Green Arrow a name for some reason, on the way. Um, if Marvel wants to call, I've also got a pretty decent Doctor Strange TV pitch sitting in a drawer. Um, my recommendations, uh, if you want to go you know, Marvel and DC, DC side, Animal Man, it's great. Just pick up Lemire's run, turn it into a TV show. Flashback episodes with the crazy movie he was in. You can start with a different interview instead of the Believer piece. It'd be sort of a perfect television show. You play up the horror, you play up the superhero stuff. Uh, Marvel, um, I know it's been put away for now, but I still think uh, AKA Jessica Jones, based on the Alias comic, would be an amazing TV show if you could put it on a pay cable sh uh, network like Showtime or Stars. I think it'd be great if you could say the F word. It would be super... It would just be a better show. So Showtime. Yeah, Showtime. Or, or I mean, if Stars 
was in the mood to make something quality. Well, I would, I would, I'd also, like, Marvel and DC, I think especially, Marvel, who doesn't want to see a S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show that yeah. ties into the, the Marvel Universe, which could very easily Oh, that'd be great, because you could tie Jones. that into the, the movies. I would watch that too. as a comedy. Yeah. Or what about Damage Control? Yeah, I'd love Damage Control. That's a, I actually, yeah. Is that on your, that's on your list? It's, it's in there. Uh, I think Anything? Damage Control show would be great. Just, like, pick up... Uh, a week after the Avengers movie and have these guys just surveying the site of the of New York on fire and be like, well, guess we've got work. Over at DC, I think, you know, they, they've had trouble with, I think, moving some stuff over to television yeah. outside of Smallville. But maybe they should focus on villains and I know David Goria had a pitch years ago called Supermax was villains inside the DC universe in prison. And, su- I mean, Supermax was also a Green Arrow piece. I mean, in a perfect right. world, you could see the, the TV show Arrow go for a season into Supermax because it's a great script and I'm amazed they haven't done more with it. Nick's our next subject, spoiler alert, if you haven't read Batman number 10, you should skip ahead about 100 seconds. But in Batman number 10, Scott Snyder introduces Thomas Wayne Jr. No, the reveals new big, him. It reveals him as the new big bad. Um, what's the, what, how do you feel? Is it too much? Have they gone too far? Is it one retcon too many? I think, uh, I think a, a central tenet of my, my Batman reading right now is, is very basic, very simple. In Snyder, I trust. If, if Snyder's doing it, it can't be that bad. Snyder's a great writer. He's writing great Batman. And um, I do not think it's one where I come too far. How about you, come? It's better than a clone. I think we Anything can Anything is better than a clone. You're right. Um, and I think, much like you said, Scott Snyder, for a guy who hasn't written a lot of Batman, has written a lot of good Batman going back to before yeah. the, the, the relaunch. That's the other thing, too, is, I mean, we've gotten maybe five pages of Thomas Wayne Jr., Owlman, um, there's plenty of room for more just Snyder goodness. I mean, I can't wait to see if he does something like Batman and uh, Gordon against Thomas Wayne Jr., Owlman, and James Gordon Jr., the the serial killer he introduced, who is Gordon's son in Detective Comics. Like, you could do a lot of cool stuff with Batman and Gordon versus Owlman and I, other Gordon. I had not even thought about yeah, that. Yeah, Wayne Jr. and Gordon Jr. It'd be um, an interesting team. But I think it should also be pointed out, like, Batman kind of denies in the issue everything yeah. that this guy claims. It also wouldn't be the first time we've had, like, false familial claims in the Batman world. Grant Morrison famously did it with Dr. Hurt and his evil Thomas Wayne story, which wasn't real or whatever. So, we'll see. We'll just have to see. Number four story of the week, Marvel, Marvel has registered almost a dozen new trademarks around Guardians of the Galaxy. Does this confirm what we've been hearing, that we're going to finally see a Guardians movie? Um, I'm not, I'm, I would not be surprised after the post-credits of Avengers. If you have Thanos, you're going cosmic. If you're going cosmic, the Guardians of the Galaxy are a completely realistic next step, especially with that character. I completely agree with you. If if I hadn't seen Thanos at the end of the movie, I would think this is a ridiculous rumor. But it seems like between Which, trademarks, they're and, gonna have to explain at some point because I, I mean I've heard all kinds of funny stuff about how people in the audiences reacted to Thanos. Anything well, they, from oh it's the thing to oh it's Hellboy to who's the space Hulk. Uh, they ended with a, a a visual that I think like ten fifteen percent of the audience actually understood who that was, and the Tops. rest had to go home and look it up somewhere. Yeah, well, um, luckily. I mean, so, it, but it also it opens up the Marvel kind of comic book movie universe to absolutely. this kind of space epic Star Wars level that would be very cool. Now, the question is, who do you want to see? Old school Guardians of the Galaxy or new school Abnett Lanning uh, Guardians of the Galaxy? I think it's it's less about who we want to see and what's more realistic. I think they're going to go with the modern Guardians of the Galaxy because I mean they've already got some some cross media play. They were in the Avengers cartoon recently. Right. Um, and honestly, if well, you're that's going, canceled though. So how much do they really? It's like actually that not been canceled. That was a, a false bit of news. They're, they they retracted the statement. It was a guy spoiling, uh, uh, spreading fake rumors. Um, but also, uh, 
if I was going into a, if I was trying to market Guardians of the Galaxy and I wanted people to go into a comic shop, I don't want to sell them the old stuff. I want to sell them the new hotness, as Will Smith once put it about a car. But I think you would have to agree that the thing that is is really cool about the old school Guardians of the Galaxy is Vance Astro agree. carrying around Captain America's shield. I think the in cooler the thing is Rocket Raccoon with two pistols. I mean, Fair, I mean we on. will agree. We will agree to disagree. We will agree to disagree. Um, a final story of the week: Jeff Johns is introducing Sir Laser Lots, a character he invented when he was eight years old, into the new He Man series. Does this prove Jeff Johns is pretty much the end all be all when it comes to what he wants to do at uh, DC Comics? Let's put some perspective into uh, what Jeff Johns has done recently. Uh, he's the guy who turned Green Lantern into the Rainbow Bright Saga, introducing six other colors of lanterns. Extremely successful. Extremely successful. He's the guy who created a whole new Krypton filled with not-dead Superman's people. Extremely successful. Extremely successful. And he's the force behind the entire New 52 DC Universe reboot. Extremely successful. Exactly. He's the guy who can do whatever he wants. If tomorrow he said Superman's costume is pink, Superman's costume would be pink, and it would be, say it with me, Extremely successful. It would be extremely... I, I completely agree. And I think we, we, we've we seen this before. Um, and I think some of the fandom, I think, is freaking out about this. But maybe take a breath. It's, Unnecessarily, it's, yeah. It's, it's He-Man. It's not like it's... it's and isn't it a digital... It's digital exclusive. It's digital exclusive, And I, yeah. hey, I love digital. But I also think maybe this is kind of the thing that... If I was in charge of DC Comics or Marvel Comics, I would also be doing. Yeah. Um, it, it's fun. And who doesn't want to add something to the He-Man universe... I, and I don't think it's that much different. I don't think his position at DC is much different from Bendis' influence at Marvel. I mean, if yeah. Bendis wants to do something... Considering the amount of stuff that Johns has done, considering the amount of stuff that Johns has done at DC and, frankly, for DC, I think uh, he's allowed a, a Sir Laser Lots or two every so often. I agree. If he wants to bring back Rainbow Raider to the Flash, have at it. I would love to see that. Actually, Rainbow Raider would be awesome. Be back in the flash. That's mm -hmm. all we have time for now. We're going to take a little break, and we'll be right back with our next segment. Champion! Welcome back, everybody. San Diego Comic-Con is just around the corner, two weeks away, and we're going to kick it over to our producer, Rachel Lang, to start a little segment we call... The Great Eight. I, I think there's a nice juxtaposition between your guys' first time going and this being my 12th time going and the difference between <laughs> what we're looking forward to. Because what I'm looking most forward to is um, the, the Hyatt Bar where people hang out and sit outside and drink beer and you get to see people you only see once or twice a year. I think while San Diego's gotten much bigger and you can talk about like the movies and this and that, this it's still a place for comic book people to see each other from all around the country. Yeah. It's but outside of seeing them, because, hey, how many friends can you really see in, like, four or five days? But there's also we'll Kansas City Barbecue, where I think Champion will be eating all of its meals, because we're on a, a, a strict budget. And girls <laughs> dressed up as superheroes, because that's always hot, and San Diego has a lot of hot girls. And, um, the, uh, you know, the overall kind of experience. I'm also, I'm interested to see what they, Marvel, every year, for, like, the past five or six years, has ruled with their movie stuff. When they were yeah. shooting Cap for, like, two weeks, they showed up with... Hugo weaving as the Red Skull, like on footage. So, yeah, I'm curious to see what footage from Iron Man three gets shown, uh, as well as that you know the Guardians of the Galaxy announcement and even an Ant Man announcement could happen. It's kind of up in the air in terms of what the the so called Phase two of Marvel movies is going to be. So it's going to be an interesting panel to see. Didn't is last year the one where they brought out the entire cast of the Avengers? Yes. Yeah. So I mean, Marvel has a history of doing really. Two years ago, someone got stabbed in the eye. That's oh, right. Yeah. There was the pen. Yeah, yeah some guy stabbed some guy in the eyeball with a pen. Yes. Because you know, Comic Con. Why not? Why not? Yes. Uh, Express yourself. 
What about I'm, anything I'm, you guys want to buy? Anything you you actually want to search the, the show floor for? I'm poor, but uh, I would love to... I, my comic shop did not get me uh, the second issue of Earth 2, so I kind of just need to grab that one to have a complete set. Um, which is a ridiculous thing to say. I'm also going to uh, chip into my Iron Man list if I can. I have a list of every Iron Man comic, and I have a good chunk of all of them, but I want to like get more of them. Um, in terms of other comic stuff, I'm curious to see, especially on the Marvel side, what creator shifts are going on, especially after Avengers vs. X-Men 2. I'm hearing a rumor that Bendis is going to take over X-Men, which would be an interesting thing to happen. Have you heard that rumor? It, it's, it's been long rumored that Bendis would yeah. eventually, much like he did with Avengers, was going to step in and kind of run the X-Men universe for a year or two. I don't know how so, I feel about that. I'm, I'm curious to see if it that's It doesn't surprise me, and I, you know, I, think it's time for his, like, I think he's told his Avengers stories, if not maybe a few too many Avengers stories. Yeah. So, X-Men, why not? In terms of other footage, too... Oh, and Spider-Man's supposed to get... Supposedly, Spider-Man is getting a, a kid partner. Have you read about this? What? He broke, um, I think it's, it's Alpha is the ad. Really? And I haven't heard anything about that. That's crazy. Kid, kid partner. So. Kid, kid spider lad. Kid partner. And Thor War. Where? Played by Have me. You, there's going to be a Thor War? There, a well, War of Thors? There's some, some kind of war. They've released a teaser where like, the hammer of Thor is broken up into pieces for... The, the hunt of time. It's Wolverine, be... there's, a, there's an image of like Wolverine's claw, like Wolverine's hand burning, and Cap's shield with um, like blood so all over it's it. It's gonna be like Fear itself, like again. It's or... some kind. Of, I mean, people like to see. I mean, I think what I Marvel's found is like anybody wants to see another fans Fear like to see heroes fight each other. I guess, and they're gonna give you more of it. I don't like seeing heroes fight each other. I find it boring and predictable because no one wins, except the three people who enjoy that sort of thing. Uh, in terms of uh, uh, DC, there's the Man of Steel. We're probably going to get footage from Man of Steel. Right? I would have think at this point you would get Man you of Steel to. footage. So I'm guessing a lot of weird rock music and then some fast, then slow, then fast motion. I think that's going to be... Oh, th that's the big question. Are you, are you going to see Zack Snyder's Man of Steel footage? Right? I think yeah. you are. And is it going to be impressive or is it going to be what everyone thinks, which is slow motion... Boring. Boring. <laughs> well, not, but just sort of like... It's going to be 300, but slightly more clothing. That's what I'm expecting. Slightly, slightly more. Oh, what's the prediction? Good or not good? Is this the new... Like, DC's oh, not had a um, great track record with DC's movies. Has an awful and had not record. a great track record with Superman. Um, I mean, even Smallville, I know they'll say, it's like, well, that went on for 10 or 11 seasons, but there's three good seasons with Smallville. Tops. I, I'm, I'm simultaneously not expecting a lot, but I'm also... Uh, cautiously optimistic. Like, I'm ready to be blown away, frankly, but I don't anticipate it happening. I'm not saying Man of Steel is going to be the best movie ever. I think it's definitely not going to be something heartfelt or something warm that fans are going to remember uh, years from now, and it's not even going to be something very intellectually stimulating the way not Dark exactly. Knight or Batman Begins can be. But I think Man of Steel could be really good in the sense that if you look at 300, which maybe isn't the most interesting work, but it's very formative it like works really well in terms of the way it's structured and the way the acting is and it's like a very wholly realized vision yeah and then you've got Dawn of the dead which i think is really cool and watchmen watchmen is good but it kind of becomes a little bit overblown and then you've got uh sucker punch which is just terrible because he got permission to do whatever he wanted exactly yeah so now the studio knows to rein Zack snyder back in a little bit hopefully and yes. i think having him with more when the studio has more editorial control over him but he's working off of something that's not an original concept. Uh, it's something that he's adapting. 
that's the perfect Zack Snyder way for something good to happen. I think you're like 45, 50% right. Because for some reason, I think Warner Brothers loves Zack Snyder. They and trust do. him. And Donald I think, they I think, no, I think they should. Totally. Donald the Dead is a remake, yeah. which I think gives him a lot of guidance. And that's probably his best yeah. movie. Yeah. 300 is almost a shot-for-shot exactly. remake and of that's why it's a the Frank Miller widescreen hardcover. Yes. Which gives him a lot of direction. The thing he deviates from in Watchmen is kind of what brings Watchmen down. Yeah. And then when he goes the furthest away and it's an original concept or something outside Sucker Punch goes completely terrible. And the problem with Superman is where's that Superman story you're pulling from to really be your template and make it great? And from what I understand, they're doing their own origin. They're doing their own bad, story. In that it's case, not, bad idea. And it's not smart. But I think the, the upside of Man of Steel is going to be it's going to be the anti-Superman Returns, and it's going to be the big, loud movie where Superman actually punches something, which I think a lot of fans have been waiting for since the 1970s. Back, back to you the know. theme of excitement about San Diego. Oh. Rachel, what are, what are you excited about in terms of is this, seeing people, talking to people, just hanging out, just experience con? What have you heard about San Diego that you want to find out? I, I want to know, as someone who's going for the first time, what what do you want out of the experience? I love looking at those crazy costumes, like the big, like mechanized ones that people make. I want to see at least five of those. If I don't, I'll be upset. I'm excited about Mexican food. I know that's not what you asked. That's a reasonable thing. But I'm we excited about go to Tijuana. I'm open to it. I'm okay with that. Do we have to? I guess uh, yeah. I have to my passport or something. I will be bringing my passport. Smart. And Very smart. um. Oh, remember to have comfortable shoes. Always. You're going to do a lot of walking. Always. I've just heard you always want to I have a camelback that I... And from drug dealers. And running from... That's yeah, true. savages, you guys. I guess. <laughs> well, a big drug lord down in Mexico got caught, so they're looking for a new one. So well, I'm there, thinking... Oh. There was a shooting gets involved in that. Ah, two cops, two cartel. cops at There's a, no way that could go wrong. At the airport. Four white people running a cartel. There's no way that could be an issue. Slash Breaking Bad Season 7. I think we're out of time for this segment, but <laughs> we're going to come note. right back with Derek Simon hosting a little game for us. We'll see you in a few. Champion. We're back and ready to kick off a little game of chance between Nix and I, hosted by Champion Associate Editor and Tiger Beat 2012 heartthrob Derek Simon. Derek, what are we going to do today? Uh, do you want me to tell you what we're going to do today? Because that's, that's not on the script. We're going to play a game of chance, play a game and it's going to be called Chances Are. Hey guys, hey guys, what are the chances that oh. we'll see a wave two of books from before Watchmen in DC Comics? I'm going to say 100%. This seems yep. critically and financially successful. How can they not do it? I mean, I've, I've read all of the books so far, and they're all at least good. Yeah. Um, you could argue whether the best work from the individual creators, but... You know, uh, tied to the Watchmen universe, they, they look good, yep. they read good, there's going to be a wave two if not an ongoing. They read good. Um, I also think it's 100%. Pandora's box is open, the only way to close that particular box is failure. Before Watchmen is not a failure, so it's not going anywhere, honestly. Um, yeah, what, where, where else do you think, because you were talking about like toys and... Well, I think also, awesome. I mean, you're going to see you're all see these stuff that people want. Like, you're going to see toys, merchandise, statues, board games, video games. I'm not I think be, now yeah. that it's open, it's yeah. boom. I'm not going to be surprised if, if in a little, like, after this wave of things, you're going to see, like, an ongoing Tales of the Watchmen or Earth 46 or whatever they decide to call it. Just like, what, are we ever book. going to see a crossover between Watchmen and the regular DC universe? I think that's the next, like step too far in quotation marks that fans will be like you can't have Superman meet Dr. Manhattan that's crazy but like it's at this point it's just bound to happen 
Hey guys, what are the chances that Warner Brothers is finally going to release a Justice League movie? I'm going to go 40%. I mean, they've been much further and closer than they are right now. Like, I know they've yeah. got a script writer, but they've been up into casting, having directors looking. They were, looking. Shoot, yeah. they were going to shoot in Australia until it fell apart, so... Yeah, I mean... 40%. I, they haven't done it yet, so... Yeah, I mean, I say 70. They're going to make this this movie, especially now, especially with the climate it's in. Um, the 30% is just, like, if things fail and if the Australian tax credit becomes a problem again. But, I mean, Justice League Mortal was going to happen. I mean, it, I mean, I think they're going to go about... A Justice League movie the same way they go they went about it last time with with uh, make it for relatively cheap do it with young actors and just slam it into theaters as quickly as possible so the question you asked is about if they're going to make it I think they're going to make it if it's going to be good is a whole other question so you're saying you don't see them using like Henry Cavill as Superman no. uh, Cavill maybe Bale no way well, definitely and, not Bale, but Bale what about Ryan Reynolds' Green Lantern? No, that movie failed. So, complete reboot. Yeah. Well, but At they best, invest a lot of money in Ryan Reynolds and the, the concept of Mark Strong. If you're doing a Justice League movie, you're not going to do Hal Jordan, you're going to do Jon Stewart. Because everybody knows Jon Stewart, and I can't believe they did a Green Lantern movie with Hal Jordan in the first place, but that's a whole other thing I could do. Explain me how uh, you're saying Jon Stewart is, is more. He's, well, he's better well known. Anybody from my generation who doesn't read comics watched the Justice League cartoon and knows Jon Stewart. Disagree. So when, Really? I, coming not having read those books really at all, the only name that I knew. I knew Kyle Rayner and I knew Hal Jordan. I'm with Rachel. Wow. That surprises me a lot, because every time I would hear something about Green Lantern... Well, but you, I think you're, you're right in the, the aspect well. that, that John Stewart showed up on the, but the if cartoons. They, if they don't do, been, if hey, they, guys, hey guys, what are the chances that Nix was right about our generation? Zero. <laughs> zero. Zero. Zero percent. Zero percent. Everyone agrees. But if, if they're not going to do Al Jordan, I mean, it just it makes more sense from a casting perspective for them to do either John Stewart or Kyle Rayner. I'd be more interested in them doing Kyle Rayner, frankly, because he's the Green Lantern I grew up with. But so we're gonna guy, we're gonna see the guy who hosts America's Got Talent playing John Stewart in the movie. What's his name? Well, Drumline. Uh, Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon. Nick Murray. Cannon, well, John Stewart, I'm Mr. calling Murray it right Cannon. now. He'd be a better casting choice than Common, which is who they were going to go with in Justice League. I think Common would be fantastic. Common is amazing. So, so I would try to we got to move on to the next topic. What are the chances that I'm not letting Nick talk anymore for the rest of this segment? 100%. The relaunched Valium Entertainment says it wants to challenge Dark Horse for the number three spot behind Marvel and DC. What are the chances they can do it in the next five years? Um, I'm going to say 50%. They've yeah. done it before. Um, people remember these characters in the '90s. They were the number three company. They were they were challenging Marvel and DC for market share in a time where guys were going to Image. It's it's a good line with good concepts. There's there's no reason they can't do it. I'd say it's fifty fifty. It's contingent on them getting more titles into the world. They have what they only have like four or five books they're publishing right now. Yes, and they need like Dark Horse is publishing way more titles, more than double that. Just in terms of sales and and quantities alone, they need to have more books. But in the next 5 years, I can easily see them having more books and with the amount of really good talent they're pulling in and quality material they're putting out, I can easily see them pushing ahead of Dark Horse. Well, pushing to a comparable place at least as Dark Horse uh, in in five years. I don't know if they'll be Image, because Image is killing it right now, but we'll see. But this is kind of a new superhero, fresh universe. I mean, this yeah. is kind of what people, like the hardcore, the regular comic book fan wants is something... Absolutely. They're not, it's not another Superman story, another Spider-Man yeah, story. This is... They've done a good job of not just doing pastiches, too. Which yes. Which is, is a very good call on their part. 
in terms of the characters they have, they've managed to pull the ones they do have that were past these. I, I think the, that rut the well. one thing we'd love to see is, you know, Dark Horse has the rights to the Random House characters that are the Gold Key, the Solar, the Magnus, the Turok. I'd, I'd love to see those back in the Valiant stable. If Valiant so. could sweep those back in, that would be amazing. If they could also cherry-pick some Dynamite licenses, that would really be to their benefit. And eh, I'm not so sure about that, but I think Derek has another question. Nope. Well, director Christopher Nolan says he won't do a fourth Batman film, but is there any chance that he'll be convinced to come back one more time? Uh, I'm going to say 0%. Unless a huge truck of money is discovered off a coast somewhere. Well, I was going to say about 20%. Yeah. Because they could back up the truck and say, like, hey, we're going to buy you... If, you... They, if they literally buy Christopher Nolan a bank, maybe. There's a 20% chance of that. But Warner Brothers could do that. But he spent, and, and I think I, keep Warner in mind... Do that, but I feel like he spent a lot of his life on Batman, and from everything they're saying, this is an ending. It's I think not... 0%. I think Christopher Nolan is a man of his word. I think, yeah, I think Nolan is done with Batman. I really do, especially if the trilogy is going to have the final result for Batman everyone is saying it's going to have. I mean, it's, they're not going to kill Batman in this movie. Sure? There's no way they're... I will, I will bet you all they the money in my one, pocket versus all the money in your pockets they're not going to kill himself. Batman. Okay, let's do that. <laughs> yeah. But what do you think about this idea? Bale and Nolan come back 25 years from now and make Dark Knight Returns. I feel 30% good about that. Uh, especially considering the, the, the recent trend of directors coming back to old works and it not being amazing. Uh, I can name Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, I can name Men in Black 3, which I have taken a hard 180 on my stance of, Derek. I think you'll be pleased to know. Um, it does not usually turn out well, and I can't think of the last time it did turn out well. Derek, you've got another question. Power is the TV show based on the comic by Brian Michael Bendis and Michael Avon Oming is reportedly still alive. What are the chances we actually get to see it on the screen? Uh, 80%. Uh, Bendis and FX keep pushing it like they're still on it. They're shooting a whole new pilot. I don't see why they would put all that effort in if they're not going to do it. Um, the last thing I saw from Bendis also was something about him putting together a writer's room. So if they're putting together a room, they're making a show. You wouldn't need a room if it was just Bendis I, or whoever wrote the last pilot writing the pilot. I don't know. That, I feel like it's 25-30% at this point. If I feel like it's been going on too long. I feel like these kind of things either pop or they don't pop. I still think that FX has a perfect window to release the show. I mean, if they do it, they'll they'll have the market cornered on the word powers. No other hero TV show in this modern batch of shows has actually said the I word don't... powers. Not even Smallville said the word powers. Like, they can pull this off. Heroes said powers all the time. Heroes, I mean, a, no, heroes, heroes had abilities. heroes. Heroes, heroes had heroes. So what's bigger than heroes? I don't think the word powers has much to do with it. But I, I, just I think I, the longer I really this goes on, the less thing. chance you're going to see this on screen. You're going to lose good actors, but... And I love business, we'll I love powers, I would love to see it. But I think more than that, I would say I would love to see a Marvel TV show that takes the powers model and uses it as, as a shield I would, template. I would love to see so. AKA Jessica Jones. If, if you're going to do a Bendis TV show, let's actually make AKA Jessica Jones. Uh, Derek, we got time for one more question. What do you got for us? Midtown Comics is launching its own show centered around the largest comic book store in the country. What are the chances it's better than the AMC Kevin Smith production Comic Book Men? 100% anything is better than Comic Book Men. Anything. I, I, there's a very vocal fan base that feels this way. I'm going to say 50-50 because I think the, the comic book men guys represent a certain aspect of, of comic book readers. And I think they're, like I think between Kevin Smith's fan base, there's a lot of fans who are a lot of like these guys that 
Yeah. They represent. I'm also curious, like, where Midtown Comics is intending. Are they shopping this to networks? Are they going to the web? What's no, this has been announced for um, a network. This really? is This is going to be on TV. Like, it's going to be like, like TLC or something. Yeah. Oh, like, really? oh, this right. is a real show, and this is going to be kind of the TLC. lead up to. Well, you know, that, like, Obscura, like, whatever the. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, right. But those. this is going to be their lead up to New York Comic Con and them getting ready for. It. I mean, this is a real show following like their buyer, their store manager, some of the other staff. This is a real thing. I'm more excited about the show now that I know more about it. Well, I think and one I'm of the things they do have comic is man, the comic book men. Now they're on the Midtown. Show comic exists. book men is in Jersey, where Kevin Smith's secret stash is. This is in Midtown Manhattan. You've got creators coming in, not doing signings. You've yeah. got a lot. Like they've got a lot of product. You get Jim Lee on that show, and you're good to go. Derek, who won the game today? Was it me or Nick's? Definitely you. I would agree completely. Easily he loses. Cotton. We're going to be right back with our final wrap-up thoughts. Champion! We're back, everybody. Um, final thoughts. What did you guys learn today on the show? Rachel, we're going to start with you. Well, actually, during the break, I learned that... Uh, what's her name? Jennifer Lopez's Carmen Sandiego just got a writer. Um, what? She's not confirmed as a lead, but she's producing it, and she's eyeing it as Who's a Who's the writer? People. Darren Lemke, who no worked on... Who well, this is why you've never heard of him. Who worked on Shrek Forever After, Excellent. and Brian Singer's upcoming Jack the Giant Killer, along with That's like eight other writers. actually promised. Oh, uh, yeah, never mind. There's going to be a lot of ampersands on that movie. Yeah. Or Anne's written out, actually. Anyway, uh, I learned that Derek uh, can be very mean. Very, very mean. I've known that my With whole very life. little provocation. I mean, I knew it, but I just, you know... It always hurts to have new evidence. Derek, what did you learn besides that this guy's a little bit sensitive? I learned how to pronounce Michael Avon Oming, because I'm the only one who took this question seriously. Fair enough. Well, I'm not sure about that, because I learned just now, much like Rachel did via the internet, that Human Fly is now in development yes! as a movie. If you're not sure who the Human Fly was, he was There's... a licensed real-life stuntman to Marvel Comics who ran for like 20 issues. Are they doing the... A story, like a biopic of the guy, or are they doing? No, like a it Marvel seems Comics like they're character? really kind of taking the, the. Is Marvel Studios making a Human Fly movie? No, no, someone else owns the rights. Okay. It's uh, Alan Brewer and Stephen Goldman. Uh, the the property reserve, reverted to someone. They now have it. Okay. So the Human Fly is coming soon to theaters. That sounds or not either. Uh, Buzzable, if you will. Um, they can follow Champion at or our listeners can follow Champion at the Champion feed. What about you all? Uh, I am on Twitter at, uh, at Michael Nixon, and uh, my web series Geek Crash Course is on Twitter at Geek Crash Course or at geekcrashcourse.com. I am on Twitter at Dirty Pigeon. It's true. And I am. Nowhere else on the web. I'm on Facebook. You will never find me. Ever. Derek? You can Google me. I did Google you, and you're not on the first page. Are you the only person using Google Plus? Is that what you're asking Google? Are you asking Google to no, join no, Google Plus? No, no, literally, literally go to Google and search my name. He's not, he's, he's, I think he's, you're like last on the first page. I'm on the first page. Just so you know. If you want to find me online, Google me. Nope, second, second thing. You're the second thing on what? Google. Fair enough. Although that Champion Magazine result. is available on the iPad now. Download it. New issue coming soon. Soon to the Amazon Kindle. We're just waiting for final approvals. Um, the Nerdy 30 is produced by Rachel Lang, edited by Mike Cotton, and was created exclusively by and for Champion Magazine, owned and operated by Champion Applications, LLC. Join us next week when our creative director, Steve Blackwell, says... Ladies and gentlemen, the Champion process at work. Beer me.